We are absolutely humbled and honored that you chose to join our, our Eastside family tonight and those of you that are also live streaming with us to be a part of what I guess we could say is the longest running birthday party in the history of the universe and the most widespread birthday party is we are celebrating with people all over the world. I received a, a Christmas greeting from the Czech Republic reminding me it's not just here in America that we celebrate. It's amazing that what we're a part of. We're going to continue this celebration tomorrow. We'll be meeting here as we normally do, not at 9 as for our classes, but at 10.10. And I know it's Christmas morning, but I'll just tell you, it's kind of something like Haley's Comet. It doesn't happen very often. If I understand correctly, you won't have the opportunity to worship with your church family for another 11 years on Christmas Day uh, on a Sunday morning. So if you want to take that opportunity, we would invite you to be here as we continue the celebration. I want to read to you tonight a, a prophecy which set the stage for the Christmas story is given by the prophet Micah and it starts out rather oddly. Micah 5 and verse 1, Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Siege is laid against us. With a rod they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace. And I guess it's true for all of us, but I remember I came to the age when I started looking around at Christmas and going, oh, wait a minute. How does he get through that chimney? And reindeer flying, pulling a sleigh with all the toys for all the children of all the earth. Toys that were made by little elves with pointy ears on the North Pole. And I remember, and I'm guessing most of you too got to the age when you started asking the same kind of questions about the Bible story and the story of Jesus' birth. Like, is this true? Virgin conception Angels appearing and disappearing and appearing and singing to shepherds and shepherds coming to Bethlehem and Joseph and Mary and wise men following a star. Is all this true? And though understandably there are many mysteries surrounding the, the Bible story, what was absolutely amazing about the Bible story, and especially the Christmas story that we're celebrating tonight, is how there is a multitude of prophecies that were given centuries and centuries earlier. 
giving specific detail about the coming of Christ, the Messiah. And they were all fulfilled in accuracy. Leading you to conclude that, wow, this is true. Jesus Christ truly is the Son of God who came to the earth. All the eras in history and prophecy and story, all were pointing to this person. And perhaps one of the clearest, if not the clearest, of all of these foretellings of all these prophecies is the one I just read to you of Micah that was given more than 700 years before any of it ever happened and he nailed it exactly as it would happen. He gives three things that are really powerful in this short reading. He tells us with clarity where he could be found, who he would be, and what he would do. But in order to understand this prophecy, you have to understand the the setting or, or, or the story of the people in the nation to whom Micah was speaking in his day. And what you realize is, wow, this is a lot like the story of our nation and the story of our people and our lives. It was a very dark period for the people in this day. And Micah describes their condition in his writing as one whose wound was incurable. That's kind of like a doctor when she says to her patient, I'm sorry, there's, there's really nothing more that we can do. Of their condition, Micah doesn't say, you're ruined. He describes their condition as being utterly ruined and so things were bad and he begins this prophecy by saying and it's going to get even worse it's going to get even darker and if you know their history their nation was about to be invaded by a foreign country their homes were going to be leveled and destroyed their capital building you might could call it was going to be laid bare to the ground their temple their place central place of worship was going to be destroyed their walls taken down and they were going to be carried away imagine this happening to america they were going to be carried away far away from their homeland like slaves in exile they would find themselves completely defeated having lost everything and the hardest part to swallow of this whole story it was their own fault they had no one else to blame this is a hole that they had dug for themselves they were experiencing the consequences of their own actions but in this moment when when all was lost and when they were feeling so defeated and when you would expect this to be the final chapter and the final words to the book story over and you would expect the final verse to read and God in frustration turned his back on them and walked away but the next verse reads but you O Bethlehem God hadn't given up. He still loved them. There was still hope. And this hope would come 
from one who would be born as Micah foretold in Bethlehem. And that was clear. It was clear where he could be found. You could do it today if you wanted to. You could get out your phones and go to Google Maps, type in Bethlehem, and you'll find it. It's there on the map. We could get on a plane and have a field trip excursion and go to Bethlehem and see it with our, with our own eyes. And just in case anybody is confused about because there were two Bethlehems in Jesus' day and in Micah's day, just in case we might be confused which one it is, Micah nails it and says, Bethlehem Ephrathah, it's that particular one in the region of Judah. Everybody knew where it was. Everybody knows still where it is. That's why when the Magi came in, in the book of Matthew and they said, where is this one who was born king of the Jews? They didn't go, well, you know, I'm not really sure. They knew without question that it was in Bethlehem because Micah had foretold this 700 something years earlier. This was clear where he could be found. But it was also clear who he would be. In these five short verses, Micah tells us that the one who was to come would be both God and man. And we see his, his humanity in that he was born of a woman, as, as we all are. Born in a town of Bethlehem, a place that we can see on the map. It's a real person born in a real place. This isn't a myth. This isn't a fairy tale. But there was more. I, Micah identifies his deity, that he is God. Micah describes him as a ruler whose coming forth is from old, from ancient of days. This is the eternal God. That is clear. It was clear where he could be found. It was clear who he would be. And thirdly, Micah tells us it's clear what he would do. He tells us in verse 4, And he shall stand and shepherd his flock. The Bible describes our condition. We're like all like sheep that have gone astray. We have just walked so far away from God, becoming lost in the wandering of our ways, doing our own thing, our own ways, to our own destruction and he came to us to find us and to bring us back to bring us back to himself that we might in a world that is so so unsafe isn't it and so uncertain I love the words he says that we might dwell in verse 4 secure and as our shepherd, as our great shepherd, we read also in verse 4 or verse 5, and he shall be their peace. And this is that, that beautiful Hebrew word, shalom, which is, I love the way Paul describes it. If I were to put it in my own words, it's a peace that blows your mind or in the, the beautiful translation, it's a peace that transcends all understanding. You can't fully grasp it. It's so amazing. But it's a peace on the inside in spite of the storms on the outside. It's a peace that only he can give to those who yield their lives to him. Isn't it true? If there is one thing our world and our nation and our chaotic lives of stress and anxiety need now more than anything else, it is His peace. 
And as the story continues on, it's not just the story of his birth. He achieved this peace for us by his death on the cross and the resurrection. Because it was by his death that he removed the conflict, the barrier between us and God, thus bringing us back to God, thus bringing us into peace with God, and thus creating with us, or for us, and paving the way for us to have peace with our fellow man. This is the message of Micah and the prophets. This is, this is the Christmas story. It's my story. It's your story. It's a story of a people who'd made an absolute mess of their lives. They were utterly ruined. A people whose wounds were incurable. A people who were so far away from God, feeling completely defeated, completely broken, beyond repair, hopeless and helpless, and having no one else to blame but themselves. A people like you and me. But this Christmas story reminds us that God hasn't given up on us. That God still loves us. There is still hope. Just as the prophets foretold, in Bethlehem was born one who was both God and man. And he came to rescue us from ourselves and be our peace. It's clear who he was and is. It's clear what he has done. You know, and it's clear where he can be found. Have you found him? I love the promise that's given in Deuteronomy chapter 4 that tells us wherever you may find yourself tonight, if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him. You will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. Let's pray. Father, I, I'm not sure if everyone's aware of this, but here in these few verses of Micah is the message of the gospel that you, almighty God, became man and died on the cross and rose from the dead, creating peace between us and you bringing us back to you. And may this message of the gospel, the power of God and salvation, may it explode and create faith and renew faith in each of our hearts, we pray. Through Jesus. Amen. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.